Dear listener, welcome to the Sincerely Us podcast, where five friends discuss various topics from singleness to motherhood to simply trying to make sense of this messy life we get to live. In each episode, we chat about your letters. We're in this together and want you to be a part of the journey. Consider us pen pals. So please write to us at sincerelyuspodcast at gmail.com. Until then, enjoy today's conversation. Sincerely, us. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Sincerely Us podcast. Today you've got myself, Leslie, Libby, and Sarah here with you. And as you can see, we recently went through a rebrand and changed our name from Girlish Vigor to Sincerely Us. And reasons for that name change can be found in the podcast description. All right, so let's get started. Um, Today we are going to talk about insecurities because we've all got them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes they're the only things that hold us back from what we really want. Yes. Yeah. So true. Like a phantom, this phantom monster, you know, like, so you're not true. real. <laughs> <laughs> and we may or may not be feeling some insecurities as we talk about this. It's fine. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. No, I actually had a day today, like full of insecurities and just constantly failing and sounding what I think is stupid. And Mm -hmm. it was just like a day of like tons of embarrassment. (laughs) Yeah. And so then now going from that into this podcast specifically for this, this uh, topic um, has me a little like jittery dude, (laughs) because it's so raw, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I um I have a couple of questions for you guys actually. Um, yeah. So the first one is just really general. What are your biggest insecurities? I feel like I feel like one of my biggest insecurities is um, sounding unintelligent. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I just am worried that people think I'm stupid. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, there's a million other ones, but I think especially because um, I married an incredibly smart person, Uh-oh. it's actually made it worse. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst being married to genius men. Right. Seriously. It's, it's so like true. all of us are actually. Yeah, seriously. All yeah. of our men are, I mean, you guys are really smart, but I know what you're, no, dude. But, you're but they're smarter. Though. They're smarter. <laughs> Like, seriously, it's, um, Mikey actually, like, if I talk to him about anything of substance at all, he's like, it's really nice to hear you talk about that because I just mm-hmm. don't, like, I, I think I subconsciously am just scared to because I know, or no, I don't know. That's not helpful. I believe that I'm not smart enough to, like, be a part of conversation, certain conversations or with certain people. Like there might be certain groups that I'm totally comfortable talking about topics with mm-hmm. and other groups that I just completely avoid any sort of intelligent conversation. Dude, yeah. that's real. Yeah. And my husband is like super, I don't even want to say super smart because he, he is intellectual in his own way. And so am I, mm-hmm. I'm very, I would say, mm-hmm. I was just yeah. going to say, you give him yeah. a good uh, run for his money. Well, I'm going to, I would say my, my biggest, um, I don't know. See, I don't even know how to say this. Oh, okay. My biggest like scoring for, um, my highest scoring for intelligence is in kinesthetic 
intelligence, which is all body. Mm, and so, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. not that at all. So I would say he's really smart, but like not the kind of smart that I am. And so that's okay. But yes, um, when it comes to certain conversations, I totally feel like I just can't keep up. So wait, Sarah, what does that mean? Kinesthetic? Yeah, to have intelligence in that area. Like, I don't yeah. Um, so clearly I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, even getting down to like balance um, and directionally, like just, I don't even know how to describe it. What I'm going to do is actually going to go, I'm going to go online and look it up right now. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, let's Google this intelligence. shit right I know I've, I've always been, like, really good at memorizing dances and um, having great balance. Okay, uh, building with your hands. I love that skill. Okay, so it says um, kinesthetic intelligence. Uh, it means enjoying building things and figuring out how things work. They like to use their hands. They're very active. They have excellent motor skills and coordination. They are very physical and are keenly aware of their bodies. That's like one. Oh my gosh! So yeah. that that is like so. Mikey is both there. He's both of those things. That's so fair. <laughs> well, there's lots of types of intelligence. Kinesthetic is just one of them. Yes. But yes. anyway, yeah. But it's easy for me to feel like his type of intelligence is better than mine. Mm, yes. 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 So. Yeah, I feel like in competition with my husband a little bit in regards to what you guys said, like Ben is both of those things and more like he is just all around really, really smart. He, yeah. Most people want to punch him in the face because he's so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm cutting no, that out. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. No, but the weird thing is, is like, I don't really care. This is bad. I don't, I think I just love, like my husband and I have this mutual trust Um, we're not perfect by any means, but I, I'm not afraid of looking, sounding stupid in front of him per se. Like, it's fine if he thinks I'm dumb, like whatever. Um, (laughs) but what Libby said, like it's certain people, like certain people I'm more insecure Mm -hmm. about looking unintelligent than, than the closest Mm -hmm. people, the people I'm closest with. See, so, I feel like I'm the opposite. Kind of I feel like more nervous with, or not nervous, but like I just like, I feel like I don't participate in certain conversations with the, some of the closest people to me. Mm-hmm. But then like strangers, I feel like I can talk about all sorts of things. It's really interesting. Oh, maybe I'm like that too. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I'm not convinced of the last can thing I just said. <laughs> and it could be different for different topics. Yeah. I wrote down a list of things I'm insecure about. I'm just going to read them all and then I'm going to talk about them. Okay. Okay. So first one is not being competent in counseling, uh, mm. not being pretty, having man shoulders, my man voice that I'm kind of clunky. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, just wait. <laughs> and literally my last one is not being smart like Chris. So that's hilarious that you said that. <laughs> um, But, okay, so the counseling thing is just kind of, I feel like it's just kind of like a rite of passage in being a counselor because obviously I'm not a counselor because I have experienced every single thing that my clients bring to me to talk about and process through. Um, I, it's more about competency, like knowing 
kind of how to lead them through conversations so that they can process through their own stuff and kind of come to a conclusion on the best, you know, the best path path to take for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just kind of, and it's always a field, I'm sorry, it's a field where you're always learning, you're always improving your skills. Um, you, you're constantly just saying, I don't know all of this. I don't know the right answer, but we're going to figure it out together. Um, but it is people's lives. Like you're dealing with souls every single day and, and guiding them through things. So it's, it's always, you know, in the back of my head, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm not good enough for this. Like there's no Mm -hmm. way, why, why, why should anybody listen to me? You know, um, my man shoulders, I just feel like I have a lot of testosterone, you guys. (laughs) I I actually know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, not for you. I don't see that on you. But I was actually told that I have too broad of shoulders for certain dresses when I was trying on my wedding dresses by the person, I don't know, the wedding shop owner or whatever was like, well, your shoulders are way too broad. Yeah. And it, but that was the moment that made me like, this is so stupid that I like carried it with me all this time. But that was a moment that I was like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm like a wide girl, apparently. Like, I'm broad. I can't. And so then it's like tainted my, like, well, I can't wear. Well, nobody should be wearing two tops anymore, but, you know, like, I can't wear. Dude, yeah. (laughs) Like, off the shoulder. Yeah. And I I want to, I want to, yeah, I want to acknowledge my response. Um, My shock is is not because being broad is bad, it's because I, I know how people take that. You know what I mean? They, and, uh-huh. Oh God, I just feel like, well, and it's spoken to me as if it was bad because it's, it's telling me that I'm not allowed to wear something right. because of this that's the worst. and I'm not allowed to participate in something because of this. And that's, so it's just like this perceived, like, well, it mm-hmm. makes me believe that, I mean, yeah. you know, so, but, but you're right. Yeah. It's not right. Not yeah. Bad. I was <laughs> similar. I had a similar experience where I went shopping one time and the owner of the store just what did he say? He said that I'm a hefty girl. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Never <laughs> hefty. Hefty is hefty. a brand and only that. Never should that ever be used as a way to describe somebody. I don't know. Somebody. I mean, yeah. and it's fine, but also I don't know, man. It's just and he just kind of like again, like nixed out most of his clothing pieces in the store because he described me that way and was like, oh, like this piece might look good on you because you're hefty. So, um, like the fact that it was a man makes me even more. I know, I know, (laughs) I know. I've always had a low voice. So that's just kind of like, sometimes I love it. Sometimes it just kind of feels like I stand out when I'm with other women because it's so low. Is- oh my gosh, I understand the being insecure about our voice thing, but I, everyone, all the listeners, you need to hear this. Sarah is one of the best singers I've yes, ever heard. Amen. And I like have struggled with envy oh over this gosh. woman's voice, mm-hmm. y'all. Like, and I'm not just giving you a line. Like, <laughs> so I'm so fascinated that that Dude, is one yeah. of your insecurities. I'm over Can here you like, believe oh, that? I feel like everything oh, you're saying, like, Sarah, just I'm just like, open. what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is all they're, they're all lies <laughs> it's fine it's all fine um, it's just one of my insecurities and just and mostly just when I'm around a bunch of girls that have like a super high-pitched voice I'm like I 
I don't know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Do people like high-pitched voices? I don't know. When I feel like I am the only one who doesn't have one, yes. <laughs> That's when everybody likes high-pitched voices. What's, What's my Normal. voice? Normal. My voice is low, isn't it? I feel like I feel like my my voice is a little no, nasal. You guys have great, <laughs> you guys, great voices. I feel like I'm it's living in an alternate universe. The, like what the, are clunk, you the clunky <laughs> is just something that I feel like when I walk, oh I'm, I'm kind of like like I shuffle my feet and I'm kind of just like barreling through because I got to get somewhere, you know, pushing people out of the way and like. <sighs> I always wear these huge, like, combat boots or, like, you know, biker boots. And so I just am, like, always, like. Oh, my God. That has never been my perspective of you. I think this is fascinating, though, to hear these things and be so, like, in awe. Like, yeah. And I want to be clear, too. You guys, this is not, like, how I've. This is not a summary of how I view myself. This is just, like, all of the nitpicky like lies that I hear in my head of things that are just like not I don't know they don't match up with the people around me and so I feel insecure about them so this is just me being like super vulnerable and talking about all the things that are on my head okay I have to share something okay this is it's not even something that I feel like I have felt consciously uh, insecure about but it has been this very confusing thing in my life where (laughs) I feel like when I lived in Connecticut, I don't remember anyone thinking I was funny. Like at all. (laughs) And people will laugh at me when I'm not trying to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) But like, not like mean laughter. It's like genuine laughter. And then like some of you guys have told me that you think I'm funny. And I'm just like, it's not even like hard for me to believe because I feel insecure. It's just like, to me, it's just not true. (laughs) So it's, it's this other weird level of kind of lies of like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Oh my gosh. You know what I think it might be libs is I wonder if people on the East coast are just more in general, like more, I don't know, sarcastic and kind of like, a little reference. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. how I, I view it. Maybe I, that's totally stereotyping. But... I think my personality just has a certain amount of shock value in the Midwest. Yes. And so to me, I'm like, I'm just living my right. life and apparently it's entertaining. That's, that's what I'm saying is like, you're, it's, you're okay. coming from a culture where kind of, you know, most people are kind of rough around the edges, maybe a little bit, even if they're like, I don't know, no matter what socioeconomic class they're in, I feel like they're all kind of just a little bit, you know, sassy. And then you come to the yeah. Midwest where everybody's like not like that, and everybody thinks <laughs> yeah. you're hilarious, which you are. You're just in the right place. Let's just say it that way. Living my best life. <laughs> I feel like I was always meant to be in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's too funny. So does that mean if I go to the East Coast, I'm going to run into a whole bunch of Libby-like people and just laugh the whole time i have no idea (laughs) i'm moving there if that's the case i'm freaking moving there right now oh my god that's too funny um anybody else have any that they want to share i feel like there's so many physical ones Mm -hmm. i know i mean going back to that being perceived as unintelligent is something that weighs super heavy on me um but it makes me shut down. Mm-hmm. It shuts down everything. It shuts down my brain. I can't finish sentences. Um, I just completely blank out. Um, 
And sometimes I even literally stutter. Um, and so that's really just yeah. uncomfortable. But. Yeah. It's so interesting how it literally takes control of our bodies, like, and produces anxiety. Yeah. You know, when yeah, there may not yeah. even be any, like, basis for it. Like fa- like I said, like, kind of like a phantom fear, oh, but yeah. it creates this very real bodily anxiety. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. And, I mean, I still – I'm very – it makes me not confident in myself at all. And even with p- podcasting, we're well into, like, many, many episodes. And I'm still, like – my heart rate is super high right now. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm trying to, like – use breathing exercises to like get myself comfortable and try to chill out. Um, but yeah, I mean, from sometimes just everyday mundane things I I struggle with. I think a whole, there's like a whole different level or layer of insecurities that also comes when you become a parent. Um, Mm -hmm. and this, I'm not going to talk about like all the different ways I feel like I'm failing as a mother. That would take a while. But like, I feel like becoming a mom added a level of insecurity in my social interactions. Mm. Um, I think especially because like for the first three years of being a mom, I had a kid with um, very like specific needs mm-hmm. and we didn't know it. And so I like I feel like I got so insecure about everything I was doing because I was trying to parent the way that seemed like the normal way to parent and trying all this these different techniques that people recommended but they would have worked for a typical kid but not for my kid and so it like oh my gosh it was like paralyzing like to be like I used to go to like a prayer group and like would share about some of the struggles I was having. And I would be like on the verge of tears, shaking, leaving because I was so embarrassed about what I shared. Not because anyone was mean to me, but because Mm -hmm. I just felt so aware that like things were not matching up in my life. And of course it was because like Zeke hadn't had been diagnosed with sensory issues yet. And so I was parenting the wrong way. Um, But it like seeped into all of my relationships of like, okay, these people hear that I'm having this issue and they're trying to help me and it's not working. Do they think I'm a failure? Do they think I'm overdramatic? I think over being overdramatic is a, de- a huge insecurity of mine too because a lot of people do think I'm overdramatic and my personality is like a lot. Um, and so then when I have something real going on, I don't think I'm taken serious. I, I can like believe that I'm not being mm. taken seriously because it's like, well, you're like, you're always kind of over the top or you're always kind of over dramatic. So why should we listen now? You know yeah, what I mean? I think you bring up. I think that's how I felt the first three years of parenting Zeke as well. I'm like, everyone just thinks I'm being that like, everyone thinks that like momming is just too hard for me and I like just can't yeah. handle it. Um, I think you bring up a good point, Libby, that sometimes insecurities, even though they may be phantom in their entirety, um, that maybe sometimes they're bored out of real things. Like, um, for sure. If I met, like if I try something and it's the first time I tried it and I mess up the first time, um, it's real that, you know, that I, I didn't do something well, you know, the first time I tried it, Mm -hmm. but then the, the phantom kind of, uh, catastrophizes and becomes this thing where now every time I try the thing, it's going to fail. Um, 
Do you mm. kind of feel where I'm going with that? <clears throat> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I am clunky. What <laughs> <laughs> does that mean? <laughs> what is? Yeah. I wish I could further, make please. the sound right. <laughs> 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 like a floppy, clunky, <laughs> big lady. But you're, but you're a dancer. How, how can? That doesn't match up with your kinesthetic abilities, though. That's true. That is true. I don't know. I'm an enigma. It's a bunch of BS. <laughs> what? I said, did we just disprove one of your insecurities? I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> Our job here is done. Our job here is done. You guys... Um, Sarah is not clapping. <laughs> you guys um, started to kind of go into answering my next question, actually, which was, um, what do these in- insecurities cause us to do? Yeah, I think um, one. I think sometimes when I can feel insecure in a social situation, I will like overcompensate and be more obnoxious than normal. Um, but then if I am at home in my own head, I will isolate even more. Like if I have somewhere to go, I might make an excuse why I shouldn't go, or like. Um, with the friendship with the five of us, like I might not respond to as many text messages or send as many Marco Polos because I'll be like, Oh, I really want to talk to them about this. But no, that's just so stupid. Like they don't, they don't have time to listen to that. You know, like I feel like that was me all this week. Um, and probably last week too of like, Oh my gosh, I really need to like process this. I really need to like talk this through with someone. And I'm like a stay at home mom with a one month old. So like, I don't like leave a lot. Um, and if I do, I'm like kind of a zombie cause I've woken up every two hours. Okay. Um, but I'm, there were so many things this week that I'm like, I just really need to talk this through, but I, uh, they're just like busy or like it's stupid or like just figure it out on your own. Like you're an adult. Um, just all these things that I feel like are just so unhealthy because we're meant to be living life together. We're not meant to be in relationship and our insecurities pull us mm-hmm. away from that. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think one for me is overcompensating. Like when I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm trying to think of a, an actual example. Um, maybe one day I feel like I am not pretty or something. So I'll, I'll spend an extra 45 minutes like getting ready but then it ends up being like oh like you tried really hard today <laughs> like what are you trying to what are you trying to prove over there what are you, who are you looking great for I don't know um that's just one but I mean that's a physical example but I feel like I, I can do that emotionally too with people like if I'm feeling insecure in a relationship like maybe uh, spending a lot of time, like trying to connect with them, you know, even if they're not reciprocating or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like what Libby was talking about earlier in social settings. I, if I'm feeling stupid or my insecurities start to really flare up, I, I retreat. First of all, if I can escape and make an excuse to run out of there, I do. But if I cannot, I definitely overcompensate with humor and, just like being really like vulgar and ridiculous and make people laugh because I'm so like, like that was insane. I can't believe you said that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shrinking down is definitely one of mine too, especially when it comes to like not feeling competent enough or not feeling smart enough Mm -hmm. um, or in situations that uh, trigger 
past abuse or anything like that. If I'm feeling insecure or like mm-hmm. scared or vulnerable, I can, I can shrink down in those moments. Early on in my marriage or even maybe like before we were married, there might be times that I would like act crazy or insecure and Mikey would just be like, I am not any of your ex-boyfriends. Like you need to remember that. Mm. Like, cause I would be treating him like he had done something wrong to me, even though he totally hadn't. And, um, it's totally not fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome that he's like willing to say that, you know, in a very, it seems very yeah. empathetic of him. Yeah. Les, what were you going to say? Um, I do not remember. That's all right. <laughs> my my insecurity is blocking it out of my head right now. And so now I'm going to talk in this ridiculous British accent. I actually really like hearing your voice in a British accent. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, something else I was going to say was um, something that happened this week too was I, a friend, is having a really hard time and... Um, I immediately started to think it was about me. Like I started to get super insecure and be like, oh my gosh, have I done something to make this worse? Is she mad at me? Like, and like want, like holding back so much from like wanting to like reach out to her obsessively like a psycho and make sure everything's okay. Um, And I'm like, I had to be like, this literally has nothing to do with you. Like chill out. But I just get in my head so much. Like if there's even like a slight hint of unhappiness or conflict or yeah. anything with somebody that I love, I immediately mm. feel like horrible and like something needs to be fixed and it's definitely wow. my fault. And it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. It's not crazy. I can relate. I think it's actually really yeah. common to yeah. feel that way. Like I just like want to fix it and I'm like, uh, this yeah. is not this yeah. is not about you. And right isn't now. it funny how like I I just um, felt really connected to when you said she is feeling really down. And so you automatically assumed that it was something you had done to her. Like to, I think that's so interesting because we do that. We automatically kind of start to blame ourselves and look at ourselves and think I must be wrong as opposed to like, what happened? Like, like, how can I help you? Um, how can I lift you up and support you? It's like, no, I'm, I'm actually like, for some reason I am the culprit, you know, it's, it's crazy, but we all do that. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have, uh, I'm going to ask two more questions quickly. Um, we'll see how quick we can get through them. Um, how many stories about experiencing insecurities when you're around other people, um, but then pushing through it in an attempt to connect instead of isolate? Mm, I feel like a lot of times in, not a lot, but there have been several times in social situations <clears throat> where I'm feeling insecure or I don't want to be somewhere, and then I go up to, like, my closest friend there and just be like, hey, I really don't want to be here. I feel really antisocial and uncomfortable. And I feel like that alone, like, fixes it. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, yeah, I honestly, that's totally it. I feel like as soon as I walk in the light with my insecurities, not necessarily announce to everyone in the room, like, I'm insecure about this. Like, but when I go and I share it with somebody and let somebody come in to how I'm feeling, I almost feel like it just, it lessens the intensity of it. Yeah, totally. I wonder what it is about that that breaks down that wall of just inviting somebody in to how you're feeling. I mean, I could get real biblical, <laughs> but I won't. I mean, I just feel like it goes into like bringing things yeah. to the light. Like, I feel like we, the five of us, experienced that this week. Of we were, I mean, most of us were kind of like feeling insecure or down and isolating. And then one or two of us spoke up about it and then we're all like, oh my gosh, yes, totally. And then I feel like it kind of like jump started us. Not that everything went back to like hunky dory happiness, but like it kind of reconnected us of like, oh right, we're supposed to be doing this together. And um and by this I mean like life and mm-hmm. hard things and good things. And it just like brought it brought it back. Yes. Which is so interesting because one of my insecurities is also like I don't want to be perceived as like a needy friend Same. or somebody who has something wrong all the time. Because so I will literally, which was what I think happened this week. We all started to feel yeah. like not wanting to burden each other with our own crap, but really like more than yeah. anything, we needed to walk in the light with each other and just let everybody in because we were all pretty alone yeah, in our struggles because we didn't want to burden each other. Uh, yeah. Which I think was interesting because it was kind of out of character for our friendship. Like usually we're all like, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling this thing right this second. And I need you right? guys to know because I need prayer. Somebody help me. Uh, but we didn't do that this week. And what exactly. ended up happening was like what, like they said, just, you know, isolation and feeling even worse than we -hmm. would have if we had shared. Um, But I was telling Chris how interesting it was that as soon as I started talking about it, it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm feeling the same way. And it's like, I immediately felt so much better because I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm really not. Okay. Exactly. Mm, So healing. (laughs) So healing. Um. Any experiences being vulnerable and having it backfire? Man, the thing that comes to mind the most for me is just especially in the work setting for me. Because I (laughs) I can think of so many situations where I went into the work setting and like I'm just being who I am and and being super open with my values and um, not even necessarily religious beliefs, but just beliefs in general Um, and talking about love and, you know, and just all these things and, and people getting real freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, then you get that, that response of this kind of panicky, like kind of freaked out and kind of grossed out you know, uh, and then, and then when I do feel insecure and incompetent in my work, it's, it's really tough to like be real about those things with my coworkers. Um, because then it feels like they're sitting there waiting for you to like mess up and like, Oh, I told you that girl was nuts. You know, I don't, do you get it? <laughs> anybody, anybody else experience that? 
Oh, I feel like that. Not in the workplace so much because I don't really have a workplace with other people. But yes, I feel that in certain um, relational settings. (laughs) I'm really upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like my sheer presence offends people. Um. Yeah, definitely in relationships too with people. Like, um, I have certain family members that it's it's tough to um, lay all my insecurities with because, I mean, family members, ex boyfriends. I mean, the list is is long. Mostly just like people that ended up being toxic for me in my life that I mm-hmm. no longer talk yeah. with, but. Um, and those are all learning experiences, so I don't I don't regret any of them. But definitely, um, uh, definitely. And man, I'm having a hard time figuring out what you mean by an experience where I was vulnerable and then it backfired. Like I gotta have a million, right? And I just can't. I don't. Maybe I don't understand. Um, I mean, I left it pretty open on purpose, so it really okay. is open for interpretation. But uh-huh. things that I'm thinking about are like. Uh, even something as simple as like I shared my insecurity or like my faults with somebody I loved and they they betrayed me like an ex-boyfriend or something like that got it Uh, or something like even in a less um, close setting but like sharing Mm. like hey I'm really struggling with this part of motherhood and having other people be like Oh no! I like mm. totally don't know what you mean. <laughs> yes. What do you mean? You don't love? Oh, I guess. Cookies. I guess now I can think of a lot of situations. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, oh, you Dude. don't love breastfeeding and cooking and cleaning and playing with your t- kids? Oh nope. Lord, heaven. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, I guess my experience would be like sharing some really, really difficult. Uh, past situations that I've experienced with some people in like in a private way um, and being very vulnerable and and trusting them with that information and then it being told to like other authority figures or like and it was just really like it just yeah it felt like being betrayed and, and made me feel really like stupid and kind of like oh like now this isn't mine anymore. Like yeah. now it belongs to all these people to do what, whatever they want to do with it. Mm. Um, it was really, yeah, it broke my heart. Yeah. yeah. How do you recover from that? Um, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still recovering. Um, no, I mean, dog. I'll be totally, yeah, I have a voodoo dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, no, I do. You know what? Like, I'm a sensitive soul, and so it probably takes me longer than the average person to heal from things. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but it feels that way. So I, I think that um, obviously I live a happy life and I move forward. But when those people, when their names get brought up, um, I like, yeah, it kind of like I have a physical reaction. Like I feel sick to my stomach. I feel really sad. I start to self-loathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a process that I've like come a long way from, but I'm still working on, I think. So, yeah, I can super relate to all of that. Yeah. I wish I could say, here's my answer and this is how I came out of it, but it's definitely still. Well, I think sometimes it's it's not. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily about like, oh, I healed completely from this, but 
just the fact that you're aware of what it is that hurt you and what what your triggers are I don't know is that yes no and you know what's really interesting is I am trying to find a balance between like not putting a hundred percent of myself out there for just anybody anymore but also still trying to be like enough of an open book to like be a light in someone's life and not like withhold myself healthy boundaries yeah (laughs) (laughs) we should totally make some songs about our conversations (laughs) yeah that's real hey so this is a really important and really good conversation that um we're, we're really thankful that you guys joined us for clearly we have our own insecurities, things that we struggle with on a daily basis, some things that are really long-term. But I think the point is that um, we're doing it together and we're, we're figuring it all out. And um, so it doesn't have to look perfect. And I think, I think that's the goal of friendship. So thank you again for joining us for this talk. And um, we hope you have a great week. Thanks again for joining us today. You can check us out at our Instagram and Facebook pages under Sincerely Us Podcast. And we love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for your awesome letters. If you have any topics you want discussed or have any questions for us, you can write to us at sincerelyuspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. I can pick you up when you hit-